For the cheese heads who want it fresh and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Number one A and number one B is uh, B. John Robinson and Tyler Algiers. Uh, I just think the fact Falcons rushing attack is um, kind of the crux of their offense. You watch the game against the Panthers and you just see how much they feature both backs. And I think they're both also very multiple. Um, you mentioned it pre-show, but, you know, B. John Robinson as a rookie and his first game was also the most targeted in the receiving game from Desmond Ritter. Um, they use both backs on the field quite often and pony. Um they can pass pro, they can break tackles, they can both do everything. So um, while I think the Packers' run defense looked pretty nice and stout in um, in the game against the Bears, it's obviously nowhere near the kind of run game that the Falcons have, even just from like a talent perspective. So that's going to be like number one in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the head scratcher with this Falcons offense, again, it's Desmond Ritter. It's a really young quarterback. He's making his sixth start on Sunday. So he's got, you could argue, those rookie growing pains too. Hasn't played a full season yet. But they didn't really give him that many opportunities to throw the ball. 15 completions on 18 attempts for 115 yards, one touchdown. Obviously a completion percentage of 83, which is really good. But he's only throwing six yards per attempt. And most of those passes were screens. So if they want him to sling it, they're going to need to open up the offense a little bit. Drake London had one target, was not a completion. Kyle Pitts had three targets. So it's kind of, it's kind of a head scratcher. Like you have these these tall weapons. Like you'd think Kyle Pitts would be a, a young quarterback's best friend. And Drake London, another like really big-bodied receiver um, with a wide catch radius. So wondering if they'll open that up a little bit, you know, this week. But Jair and company is not necessarily the secondary. I'd want to test that against either. Yeah, you bring up so many good points. I think one being that Desmond Ritter is not necessarily the weapon here. It's that he gets the ball into the hands of his weapons and they're the ones that are creating yardage. So I think wrapping up and tackling is going to be huge for the Packers defense in this game, right? Because we watch those guys break tackles and we watch the Packers use their shoulders yet again against the Bears. Um, The other being, right, they're two very big-bodied weapons in the past game that weren't utilized, which has been actually a topic of this week, rightfully so. I think um, Arthur Smith had some really interesting comments about it that I don't necessarily understand. Um, But if they get involved and if Ritter can get them the ball, I mean, these are huge. And I mean huge as in, like, physical physically large tall specimens um super athletic players so it is going to be a test a little bit for the secondary um I think just size matchups like Jair and Kyle Pitts is probably a very fun um you know matchup from an athletic perspective but Pitts has a number of uh inches on him and if anything I mean the, the mismatch here is I think getting either of those guys on Keisha Nixon um I think he did okay in the slot last week, but um, if I'm opposing offensive coordinators, I'd prefer to target him over Rasul or Jair Alexander. So that's a little bit of a player to watch, I guess, on the Packers. Yeah, we said we'd bring up, we'll talk about the Packers injury report a little bit later, but I think something pretty significant too for this Falcons offense is that it sounds like they're getting Cordell, uh, Cordell Patterson back which is very significant. Obviously, he was a full participant in practice this entire week um, after not playing 
in week one. So when you already have B. John Robinson and Tyler Algier, and then you consider adding what they call, you know, their Joker, who's a wide receiver running back combo, you have to wonder what that's going to do to the offense too, right? Like he's going to open up so many avenues, especially if Desmond Ritter's kind of comfort is the screen game. That just adds another dynamic option for them. And the Packers are really going to have to wrap up when they tackle. Yes, 100%. I mean, if I'm the Falcons, I'm running the ball as much as humanly possible until the Packers show me that they're stopping it. Um, And that's been, I think, their Achilles heel for a really, really long time. Um, Now, that's not to say that – that's not to say, like, watching the Panthers, right, like, they – the Falcons punted the ball plenty. This wasn't like a super, super high scoring game. It obviously ended up being 24, 10, but that last touchdown didn't end up coming until like late into the fourth quarter. Um, And I think this Packers run defense looked really stout last week. Um, So I think they just need to continue what they're doing. I'm interested to see like how much, and I would love your thoughts on this, like how much this Packers pass rush can do um, against this O-line in terms of getting to Ritter, because that's also going to be huge. I mean, Carolina was able to get to him, so I think the Packers' pass rush should be able to as well. They're, they're I think, if not on par, um, better than the Panthers. But if you're running the ball so much, you know, that's going to mitigate the Packers being able to kind of rush the passer and get to get to Desmond Ritter. Yeah, and I mean, Desmond Ritter took four sacks last week, and he only had 22 dropbacks. So statistically, that's not great, right? And that's where the Packers defense really shined last week. So they had four sacks, of course, on Justin Fields, who is such a mobile quarterback. And they had like 48% quarterback pressure, like just insane astronomical numbers. 30% is considered like really good. So to have 48% is just astronomical. So I don't think Desmond Ritter necessarily poses the type of mobile threat that they had from Justin Fields, but their running backs are more dynamic. So that's, I think, where the the tricky part comes in. You can keep him in the pocket, but if he's able to like dump off the ball behind the line of scrimmage, he's got three weapons, we think, available this week that can make some really big plays with their legs. So definitely curious to see. It sounds like Quay Walker, at least, is kind of moving through the concussion protocol really nicely. So in that kind of spiral, I think he'll have a big opportunity on Sunday if he's available. Absolutely. Yeah. I was, I was looking here and it, he had a one carry for negative one yards, Desmond Ritter. So um, you are correct in that he's not Justin Fields, but he doesn't need to be because they have so many great weapons on the ground. Um, My biggest fear is the Packers of old come back and, you know, they don't have to throw the ball. You get another game where Desmond Ritter only needs to throw the ball less than 20 times and only have about 100 yards through the air. And it's just because they're getting big chunk plays um, on the ground against them. So I'm sure that they're aware of, you know, their their back duo in Robinson and Algiers. And um, especially all three of their touchdowns came from these guys uh, in week one. So again, I think, also tightening things up in the red zone is going to be important. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, you know, a testament to both teams. They're, they're both technically ranked first right now in the league in red zone offense, because both of them had three touchdowns, uh, three trips to the red zone and three touchdowns. So 100% completion percentage. So that's something else the Packers defense is going to have to really kind of look out for is the fact that when they're able to get into the red zone, they can scheme up some really creative things because Arthur Smith is like a, 
an interesting dude, but he runs a really fun and interesting offense. So the Packers are going to have to account for a lot of different looks the same way. Of course, that the Falcons defense is going to have to look for a bunch from Matt LaFleur. 